Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Bloody Bizarre Podcast. My name's Emma. I'm Sarah. How'd you feel about that one? I didn't like it. Okay. Thanks for coming back if you've listened before and welcome to any new listeners. We do have where each each time I check the analytics were up like fifteen percent on listens. Cool. Yeah. It would be embarrassing if we were down. Well we have gone down before. Really? I just didn't tell you. When? Which episode? Oh, it, it doesn't it's not like dependent on episodes, it's just like, you know. Why didn't you tell me? Did you think I couldn't handle it? Well you probably couldn't. You were scared I was gonna quit. Fuck this, I'm done. <laughs> Rage quit the podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, I told you before, it's like playing pretend. It's fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, It's also fun like because we do have, like I've said before, quite a lot of listeners in America. Mm. And so it's fun thinking like that we're in the ears of people over there. And I like to wonder what they're doing while they're listening. Like, are they cleaning their houses? Yeah. You know, are they driving to work? Yeah. Where yeah. do they work? What do you do for a living? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit threatening. <laughs> I'll come to your work. <laughs> Where do you work? What street? What's um, your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hope you liked last week's app on the Claremont Killer. Mm-hmm. That was probably my longest ep- my, my longest and deepest dive that I've done. Well, and there's still so much more information that I didn't even cover. Yeah, it almost could have been two, two parts, parts yeah. three parts even. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole podcast. It's called, I think it's called Catching Claremont or something like that. And it's done by some um, West Australian journalists. Um, like the Is paper. that the one that you listened to? I, I was listening to it, yeah. It was, yes. Yeah, so, so I think there's one called Claremont or Catching Claremont, something like that. And then there's one called Claremont The Trial. And that's the one that I listened to. And it was just every week they'd release a podcast about what, hap- what had happened that week in the trial. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was a really good one. But. Mm. Yeah. Do your own research if you're interested because there is so much more available. Yep. Is there anything that we need to talk about? It, that sounded like intervention-y. Is there anything we need to discuss? Yeah. I'm over again. There's an elephant in the room. It's Frankie. <laughs> Hello, Bobbity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's any housekeeping stuff. Yeah, I don't think so. Has anyone reviewed? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Let's have a look. People are like, we're just not going to do that. How's the gram going? Um, okay, it's slow. It's so it, it jumped up for a bit, then it slowed down a bit. But every now and then we get a new listener. Um, let's. You see. equate Instagram followers to listeners, and that is flawed. So sixteen people have rated it. How do you see this? What are you looking on? Spotify. All oh, right. Four point eight. I don't know where to see reviews. Can you even review? Uh, I yeah. I, I don't think he. I think you can only give stars. Oh. Okay. Oh no, no. You can review on Spotify. I thought you could too. Yeah. But where do you see it? Well, no, well, probably no one has. <laughs> You'd be able to see it if... Yeah, probably. Let's ask Shannon. <laughs> she seems to know these things. Yeah. There is a thing on each episode that's like, what did you think about this episode? Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But no one's done that, I, I assume. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no review is a good review. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you to those 16 people who have... Except for that one person that didn't give us five stars, whoever that was. Yeah, but they probably still gave us like 4.5 or something. So as we discussed, that's like still thank you. You're not getting a thank you from me. Oh, my God. Tell me where you work. (laughs) (laughs) I've given um, podcasts that I like 4.5 before. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's rude. I didn't think it was bad or like fours or something. That's so rude. Yeah, I didn't didn't think it was bad. I just, you know. (laughs) What is a five star for you? Did you give Red Handed a five star? I don't know if I've even reviewed them. <gasps> and you ask people to I know. rate you and subscribe 
And I'm going to have to go through my podcast. Actually, there's a couple that I have. Like, I know I haven't. I need to go through and rate all of the podcasts yeah. I listen to. But they're all so successful that it's like they don't need it. Well, they needed it in the beginning. I know. But usually I've jumped on board when they're already successful. So you're a follower. Yeah. Like ologies. I love ologies. Mm. Um, and I've gone back to the very start. Now it's like super, super popular. But, you know, I've, that's like five years later. There's <laughs> 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 like a back catalogue that I'm trying to listen through. All right. Anyway, I don't think there's anything else we need to talk about. No, let's jump in. We've spent six minutes just babbling. Bloody hell. Okay. I'll cut it down. <laughs> People don't need to hear this <laughs> no. shit. Unless we want a three-star review or lot. God. <laughs> okay. Do you remember what I said I was going to talk about today? No. I, I feel like you're going to hate it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I do remember. Yeah. So, look, after this, I do have some more true crime sort of ones, more reality-based ones. I'm talking about Mothman. I feel sick because I'm hungover. And then this is going to make me angry and it's going to, like, angry up my tummy. Yeah. Well, I, I want to do a disclaimer. I don't believe in Mothman. Oh, um, shocker. I do, however, think it's an interesting story. Okay. It's an interesting story and it's a weird story. It's got some twists and turns. You do like your cryptozoology. I know. I think I've done way too many crypto, <laughs> crypto cryptid ones um, <laughs> recently and people are going to think that I'm obsessed with cryptozoology. Yeah. I don't know I, why. I think that. Yeah. I, after this, there's no more for the season. So, Well, you, I might have some. Yeah, from me, there's no oh. more. So if you hate these episodes, there's no more from me after this. I promise. <laughs> Keep listening. <laughs> I actually don't know what I'm doing next. I can check. Yeah, can you check? and so and I'll, I'll, I'll check after. Okay. All right, I'll tell you my sources. Okay. Monstrum, which is a PBS documentary that I watched. Uh, Sounds with- like you're trying to legitimize this. Why? By saying it's PBS? By saying it's a documentary and it's on PBS and I watched it. <laughs> uh, Wikipedia, cryptozoologycryptids.fandom.com. You got that one starred in your face. <laughs> <laughs> on there every day. <laughs> You're one of the contributors. <laughs> hey guys, it's me again. <laughs> XOXO, Gossip Girl. <laughs> A to Z animals.com. Uh, the Mothman Prophecies, which is the book by John Keel. I didn't read the whole book. I read parts. You read the foreword? No, I did. You I read did. the blurb on the back? No. <laughs> <laughs> I read the Google um, <laughs> preview. <laughs> and the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode where they, I mean, obviously I've watched that like 10,000 times. So okay. I felt like I had to credit it. Okay. So the legend of Mothman began in Point Pleasant, West Virginia in 1966 when two couples sighted the creature while out near the TNT area, which was a former World War I munitions plant. It was like on the outskirts of town, I think. Sounds like a cool place. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, the, the boys in uh, – the boys. The boys. <laughs> <laughs> the boys from Unsolved went there and it looked cool. Yeah. I also love the name Point Pleasant. Yeah, it sounds fake. It reminds me of that movie where yes. everything was black and white. Is it called Pleasantville or something Pleasantville. Like that? Is that what it was called? Yeah, I think it was. Everything was black and white and it turned colour. Yeah, and colour. it suddenly turned colour, yeah. Or gradually, I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember the... the, the I want to watch premise. that movie. That was a good movie, if I remember. Yeah, I can't fully remember what it was about. I think that was it. No, there must have been a plot. Well, as, as I'm pretty sure that as things turned to colour their world became more realistic so it was like before that it was very much like um fake like stepford wivesy fake and then as color entered things became more real world i believe that's i mean that's was it like a feminism movie 
Mm, I don't think so. But it was like um, things became more gritty as color comes in, the real comes in. Right. I don't actually know. Yeah. That's what my brain has yeah, told me. Yeah, you might me. need to cut this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let me. I don't care. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> Go watch it. Correct me. Don't give them free advertising. <laughs> Why not? It's a good movie. They can pay us. So these couples, Linda and Roger Scarberry and Mary and Steve Mallet, told police they had seen a large white creature, approximately seven feet tall with glowing red eyes. The reason I... um stopped on white there is because i always thought that he was black and if you look at any like pictures of him he's always black so originally they said he was white so these two couples Mm. they're married yeah and they're out together yeah it's like double date i guess out in a field out in the tnt area okay um were they imbibing maybe they smoking yeah possibly doing drugs possibly so they explained that the creature looked like a tall, muscular man, but with Ooh. wings. You know how I'm kind of into yowies? Are you kind of into the Mothman? So far. Just because he's muscular and, he's and tall. tall? Yeah. The couples were freaked out and got in their car to drive away and were pursued by the creature. And the hey, guy- You can pursue me. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> you just want a fucking animal. <laughs> hey, it's cryptid. Yeah, that like cryptozoology. That's they're animals. We're animals. I've said this before. We are but animals. It sounds like you're a proponent of bestiality right now. That is, I, I'll go on the record and say that is not the case. It sounds like it. I shouldn't have to, but I'm on the record stating that. <laughs> I think bestiality is wrong. Sue me. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> The next day, the Point Pleasant Register ran a story titled Couple See Man-Sized Bird dot 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 Creature dot 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 something. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Over the next couple of weeks, more and more people came forward saying they'd seen the creature. Bullshit. Two volunteer firefighters claimed to have seen a large bird with red eyes and grave diggers in nearby West Virginia said that they saw a flying man directly above them while they were working. A local newspaper coined the term Mothman, and it's probably due to Batman being so popular at the time. And there was a villain in the Batman novels, not the show, but in the like actual. Were they novels or not novels? Comics. Um, comics, okay. yeah. Uh, called Killer Moth. Right. So it seems like they've maybe like taken those things as. <laughs> it was some reporter who coined the term. Either way, the name stuck and Mothman's legend grew. Between 66 and 67, there were at least 100 reported sightings in the Point Pleasant area, like in the vicinity of Point Pleasant, and that's a fairly small area. At the same time, people started reporting weird lights in the sky, electrical interference, humming noises, and UFO sightings. <laughs> we'll get to theories a bit later. Yeah. So let's switch gears for a minute and talk about an incident that occurred in 1967 that killed 46 people. Mm. The collapse of the Silver Bridge above the River Ohio. This happened. A great tragedy on the River Ohio. Yes. So this happened in, like, it, it was connecting Point Pleasant with the other side. I don't, I don't know what's on the other side. Good research. I did research this. I researched, <laughs> like, the technical stuff of why the river colla- why the bridge collapsed, and it was technical. I had to really think about it. So, um, human error. What does that mean? It wasn't human error. Well, uh, sort of. Okay. So, it was rush hour on December 15th, 1967. It's so sad. So close to whenever these things happen so close to Christmas, I always just feel like it's really, really sad. More sad than 
when it happens in the middle of the year. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's fine. So rush hour, the traffic was bumper to bumper on the bridge and people started hearing a low rumble sound. Shortly after, there was a gunshot-like sound and the whole bridge collapsed into the freezing Ohio River. Witnesses say it fell like a deck of cards. About 60 cars and trucks fell into the water because it happened fairly quickly. Many of the occupants didn't survive, obviously. 46 people died. Mm. Now, the cause of the collapse was believed to be a tiny crack in an eye bar that progressively got worse and worse. So the bridge was actually checked fairly regularly. They'll say often that it was poor maintenance, but they were checking the bridge at least every year. But the thing was that the way that this bridge was made, you couldn't really thoroughly check it without completely disassembling the bridge because there was stuff that was like internal. So without actually taking the bridge apart, you couldn't really check certain bits. And that is what happened. There was this small crack on like an inside bit. So you wouldn't have been able to see it. Over time, it just got worse and worse and worse. And the way that this type of bridge was made was that if so there's all these eye bars that were connected Mm. if one of them failed the whole bridge came down that seems like an issue yeah so there were only two other bridges in the world that were built like this at the time and obviously there was one in brazil and another one in america and obviously after this they were like get them down quick yeah they were Quick, quick, quick i'm pretty sure they like started doing maintenance and then after after a while they were like just get rid of them so basically it's it's one of those really sad things where it's like it it's not like it was unavoidable but it's like whenever things happen where safety is improved it's like something has to happen first yeah exactly a it's precipitating just, event it's just really sad that it so many people died yeah. um and imagine obviously seeing that yeah imagine no. being like the last car Mm. to stay on the bridge yeah. and just seeing all these cars going in front of you. Well, I'm pretty sure like the whole bridge went down. Imagine being like just, just, you're just about to enter the bridge yeah. or you've just left the bridge. Mm. Imagine looking in your rear view and then just seeing. you'd think like so many times when I'm driving or whatever, there's like a, an optical illusion and I get like my tummy drops. Yeah, same. Or like even if you see, like have you ever seen an accident happen up close? No. So, like, I've had that happen before and you have that, like, tummy drop moment where you're just like, fuck, 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 what is going on? I remember once I was driving and there was a a bunch of ducklings crossing the road and so I slowed down and put my hazards on so that they could get across and then when I, as I started driving away, I was shaking and I was like, what the fuck? Like, why am I reacting like this? What road was it? Caulfield. Caulfield Ave? Caulfield Street? Were you scared someone was going to come up behind you and smash into you? No. Were you scared for the ducks? I don't know. You were feeling empathy with the ducks. I don't know what it was, but there was like such adrenaline and I was like shaking and I was like, what the? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I'll never forget it. I was, and I'm like, I've stopped like a, a few weeks back. I stopped and moved a um, blue tongue off the road. Mm. I didn't react that way. Yeah. Interesting. I know. So when I was coming back from uni one day, so it was a long time ago. <laughs> you still remember. <laughs> yeah. Not that that's comparable to seeing people plunge into the river. Plunge to their deaths, yeah. yeah. Just w- watching some ducklings cross the road. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also talk about the fact that because it was rush out, they were saying that when this bridge was built, it was built in 1920-something, uh, cars were not as heavy. And so they had sort of, I think, not considered the fact that cars had gotten heavier, trucks had gotten heavier. Anyway, back to crazy town. <laughs> 
After this, sightings of Mothman in the area ceased for a long time and people started connecting the sightings of Mothman with this tragedy. In 1975, John Keel wrote a book called The Mothman Prophecies in which he purports that Mothman was linked to the other strange activity in the area and UFO activity. He actually spent a year in Point Pleasant while he was writing the book and he claims to have experienced some of that weird stuff firsthand himself. As you're probably aware, this book was adapted into a movie by the same name starring Richard Gere in 2002. I believe we both watched it when we were kids. Yeah, it was very scary. That's I've written that here that it was what are you doing? Sending a snap to Nick. I look gross. You can cover your face if you want to. Yeah, I've wrote here that it was creepy, but I was like 12 and you were like 10. So I don't know if it was actually creepy and it's just because we were kids. I think the scariest part was that phone call that he gets. Great tragedy on the River Ohio. And it's like... Yeah, because that's what it, it's like that to start with. And then they like decoded at yeah. the end and it's like a... Yeah. Moment. Or they play it backwards or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. It's only got 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't know if it's actually good or if it's just... I'd say that would suggest it's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And we're like taking our like kid brains. Oh my God, it was incredible. Yeah. Mum and dad let us watch some fucked up movies. Yeah. Do you remember them letting us watch The Butterfly Effect? Yes. And it was like all about sexual abuse and like fucking... I don't remember what it was about. I just remember watching it. And I also remember watching What Lies Beneath, which is another Harrison Ford Mm -hmm. vehicle. Yeah, well, I, this isn't Harrison Ford. This is Richard Gere. They do look similar. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, Richard Gere. Now, which one is the gerbil guy? I don't know. I don't want to say it in case. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm getting lost in the source here. <laughs> yeah, so that movie also, like, made it more well-known. Mothman started to be cited in other places before big tragedies. For example, he was apparently seen in Moscow in 1999 prior to the bombing of an apartment building. Other sightings outside of the Point Pleasant area include workers at the Chernobyl plant days before the disaster there. They dubbed the creature they saw the Blackbird of Chernobyl. Obviously, um, they didn't connect it to Mothman to start with, but the like descriptions are the same. A creature... Hang on. Blackbird? Yeah. Not white bird. Yeah, that's what I mean. Most mm. other people say that he's black or like dark grey or something. And if you see pictures of him and all the artists' renditions of him now, he's always black. But that initial sighting, they said he was white. So that's interesting. I have a question about Mothman that you have not answered yet. Can I ask it? Yeah. When you catch a moth in real life, Mm. it leaves like a residue. Ew. Yeah. Not like a sticky residue. Like it's like powdery. That's probably it's poop. No, it's not. Bug poop is powdery. It's not that. It's from their wings. Um, Okay. Now, does this Mothman leave a residue? I don't think anyone's ever caught him. In the <laughs> this seven foot moth. <laughs> they, okay, so they catch him in something, and then they're like, "Ew!" It's like a jar, a massive jar. They put it on top of it. They just hold up a hold up a big light, and he flies into it and keeps hitting it, and a giant piece of paper underneath. <laughs> yeah. And then they like let him go somewhere else. <laughs> Take him into the desert and let him go. Take him to China or something. <laughs> Get rid of him over there. It's like a helicopter. He's taking this massive <laughs> jar and this, this moth, like, hitting the edge of it. Oh, fuck now. <laughs> get him out of here. I'm going to get in my hair. <laughs> so they also saw him. A creature fitting Mothman's description was seen in Germany in 1978 when a group of miners showed up for their shift. They were blocked from entering the mine by something with glowing red eyes. And at first they thought it was a man in a trench coat. I don't know why they... 
thought that with something having red eyes, but I guess they went to like whatever the most normal explanation is. But then they saw his wings spread out and then the creature let out a loud shriek, which scared them and they ran off. Shortly after, the mine collapsed. So those men survived Fake. because So the Mothman moth is a good fellow. Well, that's the that's the question. Is he he is he around for these tragedies because he's trying to warn people yeah. and trying to save people or is he the one bringing the tragedy and this would suggest that he's trying to save them he's only getting more attractive all right i'm gonna get into some theories and okay. what are we at time wise because i feel like this is a short one 27 okay good okay because you might want to talk about some of these theories yeah <laughs> maybe that. i've started with the craziest and i've gotten i've decided to like taper taper it yeah so the last one is the one that i believe and is the most sane one i think okay uh, but i've started with the craziest yep a supernatural being who travels dimensions and this is why this is the like this is kind of what the mothman prophecies and all that says because they're saying that he there's all these tragic events that he shows up for because he's able to travel through dimensions and he knows that something bad's going to happen and I mean, there's there's people who say he showed up before nine eleven, and people saw it. It's I don't I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Is, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> okay. Theory number two. Okay. He's an alien. Ah, <laughs> uh, why? Why is he here? No, why an alien? Because he's weird. But uh, in all the like in all the other iterations of aliens, they're not moths. Yeah, I know. But we don't know what aliens look like, do we? <laughs> do you know what happened? There's a species of moths. Or there's a planet that's just completely made up of like moths, like Pluto. Yeah, and yeah. and he accidentally escaped, and now he's stuck and here. He flew here. Yeah, and he's got like the brain of a moth, and that's why he's never like intelligently communicated. So he just is they, there they were sometimes. They towards the sun because it's bright. Yeah. Theory three. He's some kind of otherwise unknown cryptozoological creature. Okay. Animal. He's, yeah. So he's an animal that has just not been identified. A hot man. He's not a man. He's an animal. He's like a big moth. If he's an alien. Or a bird. It, if he's an alien, can I date him? Do you want to? I want to bed him. He just like shrieks residue yeah really doesn't sound attractive <laughs> he's tall and muscular yeah i mean lots of things are tall do you want to fuck a giraffe no because that doesn't look like a man do you want to fuck a gorilla i asked you this in the in and the- i said no i think <laughs> they're tall they're not tall they're short no gorillas are like seven foot six foot seven foot no they're not they're hunched over i want an upright person bipedal thing that is tall and muscular I want to fuck Mothman. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing, like, it doesn't matter if this podcast never goes any further or gets any more popular, because now I've got a soundbite of you saying, I want to fuck Mothman. <laughs> Am I going to get arrested? Save it. Save it for, like, your funeral, and I'll just play. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love, if I go missing, release that clip to the media. And then they'll be like, reports say that she went looking for Mothman. And (laughs) they'll play that. I want to Mothman. (laughs) And then some other podcast will talk about it and it'll be like the um, Mothman fucker or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Theory for a hoax. Yep. I think there's, it's quite possible 
Um, there were there were like definitely hoaxes. A couple of I think construction workers tied um, flashing lights to balloons and like set it off in the sky around That's the time to you know freak funny. people out. But the, the initial sighting could have been a hoax as well. Yeah, the Roger Linda Scarberry yeah. and Mallet. And then the possibility is that maybe one or two of them were a hoax and then it's sort of like mass hysteria after that and people were just seeing it. But theory five, which is the one that I think is most likely, is that it was either a sandhill crane, a heron or a large owl. Sandhill cranes are quite tall, so you might want to fuck one of those as well. They don't look like a human. Um, so sandhill cranes have a wingspan of up to seven feet. They're Chicago birds, yeah? Um, they were seen, they were seen in Chicago and around the same time that they were in Chicago, people started seeing Mothman. So, um, and they also have like red around their eyes. So they don't glow red, but they've got like red rings around their eyes. So Like, like raccoons, but red. Yeah. And, and then, uh, biologists have also said it could have been a really large heron. And then other people have said maybe an owl because um, owls, their eyes glow red. So it could have been all three that different people were seeing at Mm. different times and just they didn't know what they were seeing. And so obviously being in that area, they've gone Mothman. Idiots, though. (laughs) Come on. Like herons have skinny little legs. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that they if this is the case, they saw him at night. Maybe they were driving along and only saw it for a second. Um, maybe they were high. This is the 70s? 60s and 70s? 60s, yeah. Maybe experimenting with LSD. Yeah, maybe. That TNT area, it sounds like, thinking about it. Couples go there to dog. It sounds like the sort of place you would go to get up to some mischief. I'll go there look for Mothman. Yeah, you would. (laughs) So, yeah, they're the, the main theories that are put forward about Mr. Mothman. Yeah, I think. Do you want to know what I think? Yeah. I think that some people saw a bird. Mm-hmm. They were like, it was a big bird. Maybe they were on something and they thought it looks like a man. And then so they drove away and it was like flying after them and they started freaking out because they were and it's like started started having a bad trip or something. Folia do type situation. Yep. Um, and then everyone else jumped on board. Yeah. And then it's like the thing became bigger than itself. Yeah. Well, the next part of this story is the legacy. So Mothman has certainly put Point Pleasant on the map. We need to go there. I was going to say this is one of the places that we can plot on our Mm -hmm. little map of the world with weird places. Mm -hmm. And if you've been there, we'd love to see photos. Mm. Um, Every year, the third weekend of September, an estimated 12,000 people fly into town. Mm. I I did did that. For all sorts of Mothman-related fun at the Mothman Festival. And, like, it's Mothman-related fun, but they also do um, hay bale rides. They have a pancake-eating contest. It sounds like a blast. Yeah, I'll go. Um, Also, 12,000 people doesn't sound like that many people. Yeah, but this is a small town. Yeah. Point Pleasant is not a a big place. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, look, I I think we should go Mm -hmm. meet the locals, maybe meet a Mothman. Well, you can also go and see the statue of him that was erected in... Erected. (laughs) 2003. If you've seen the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode, then you'd see what he looks like. But it's like a big metal statue. And, okay, I can understand you wanting to fuck that that version of Mothman. Thank you. Because they make him more like a man. 
Yeah, water man. But I'll show you other pictures of like what right. he is supposedly, what he actually looks like, and I don't think you, I don't think you want to go there. I'll you don't, sh- you don't know what I'm into. I'll show you now. Would it be my first choice? No. <laughs> <laughs> so that is at the Mothman Museum, which is in Point Pleasant, of course. Oh, they're really leaning into it, aren't they? Are you jealous of that girl? <laughs> I mean, put a put a bag over his head. He's a butterface. I don't. Is that what that means? It means you want to fuck them, butter face. Oh. Mm. Do you know this? Ellie? Yeah. Everything but her face. Mm. That's rude. I know. It's quite sexist. Yeah. <laughs> There's no butty's face. Yeah. Butty's. But his? It doesn't make sense. No. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, look, that's that's all I've got from Mothman. That's, that's the end of his <sighs> story. But, look, it's an interesting story. It's a weird thing. At the very least, it's mass hysteria. And it's kind of cool that the town has, like, jumped on board and made this weird crypto- cryptid, cryptozoological creature has made it, like, their little funny mascot. I really want to go to Point Pleasant, and there's no way that otherwise I would have even heard of Point Pleasant. Yeah. Um, it's a real good move for the town. Yeah. Part of me now thinks maybe they started the rumour. Well... Maybe this Roger, Linda, and the other pair don't actually exist i don't think so because um i was reading about how the town sort of came to adopt this as their funny little Mm. thing um and it wasn't until many years later and it was the they were sort of like brainstorming ideas of how they could get people to come to the town and then they were like well hey we had that mothman thing hey how about if we say there's this mothman thing and then well that had already happened it was like it so, had happened it was a relic of the past so and they were told and then um then that john guy wrote the book and i think they were like yeah all right i think this is a conspiracy it's a pretty harmless one if it is all right anyway if you are we've got american listeners if you live in west virginia yeah let us know oh Send us photos of the Mothman Museum or if you've, like, been there. I would love to see it. I'd love to see, like, some little – and we'll plot it on our map that yeah. nobody's contributing to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Good job, I any guess. Any questions? Uh, no. All right. Tell me, what, tell me what I'm doing next week. Um, what are you talking about next week? I am talking about Bohemian Grove. Is that a cult? It's – well, you're going to find out. It's a secret society. <laughs> I kind of remember, but I don't. Fu- I don't remember all the details. Just remember it was like a funny little weird group. Yeah. Okay. So next week you're doing Charles Bronson. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, that is a true crime one. Yeah. Um. Not next week. Sorry. The week after. All right. Well, listen in. Um. And we'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thank Bye. You. Bye.